Hey, Sox fans, it was an ugly day for Leary Garcia and the White Sox. I want to discuss the Tim Anderson documentary, and let's get you ready for the Tampa Bay series. You are locked on White Sox, your daily Chicago White Sox podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On White Sox. Thank you for making Locked On White Sox your first listen each and every day. We're free and available on all platforms. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Locked On Sox. Also, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Just search Locked On White Sox. Uh, hey, I'm your host, Nick Morowski, a lifelong diehard Chicago White Sox fan, recording this podcast just blocks from the ballpark in beautiful Bridgeport. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Nick underscore GGTB. Really appreciate you letting me steal some of your time to talk White Sox. Lockdown White Sox is part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Uh, Want to get you ready for this Tampa Bay series and uh, the first bobblehead giveaway of the year. Also want to discuss the TA documentary that's on YouTube right now. Uh, but first, it was an ugly series finale for our Chicago White Sox. Uh, I was in, in, in attendance for uh, this game. It was one of the windiest games uh, that I can remember. Uh, weather was not good, nor was the White Sox offense. Sox lose to the Mariners in the third game of this series, a five to one, the Sox are now four and two on the season. Along with just the one run, the Sox had only four hits and two errors. Uh, when you have more errors than runs, uh, things usually go bad, and they did. Uh, if you watched this game, if you were in attendance. Uh, my apologies for making you relive the experience. Uh, if you did not watch the game, I'm also very sorry here. Uh, Jimmy Lambert started for our White Sox. He went three innings, gave up two hits, two earned runs, had a strikeout and a walk. He only threw 49 pitches, and 27 of them were strikes. Um, Lambert's fastball sat in the low 90s, you know, nothing too flashy. Uh, he really only gave up one mistake, and that was a second-inning uh, home run. Uh, Banks, Foster, Sousa, Ruiz, and Severino making his MLB debut. They came in after Lambert was done. Uh, Severino was, was pretty impressive. Uh, Left-handed pitcher coming out of the bullpen, thrown in the high 90s. I saw a fastball hit 98 little bit of movement, too. Uh, Sousa and Ruiz gave up runs in their relief, but I think Severino was the big takeaway. It's going to be nice to have a power pitcher, a left-handed power pitcher, coming out of the bullpen. Granted, it was his major league debut, but something to build on, perhaps, uh, moving forward in this young season. Uh, the Mariners' offense hit three home runs. Uh, the wind caused a ton of problems. And honestly, you know, as I was walking over to the ballpark, um, powerful wind. And I just had a feeling, you know, the way the Sox have been swinging the bats and, you know, the numbers last night, 
hitting the ball out of the ballpark. I thought this wind was definitely going to help uh, the Sox. Um, and the wind did assist uh, in, a, in a few ways. Uh, not how I thought it was going to. The, the only run the Sox had was influenced by the wind. Uh, a misplayed pop-up. Uh, by Seattle, allowed from Adam Engel to score all the way from second base uh, to get that one run. And Adam Engel was on second base because of a misplayed pop-up due to the wind. Uh, so just one run uh, for our White Sox. Uh, Leori Garcia had a very bad game. Uh, Garcia committed both of the Sox errors uh, there was another ball that he butchered, uh, but was still able to make the play. He was 0 for 4 at the plate and is now 0 for 17 on the season. Uh, Garcia was playing second base because Josh Harrison tweaked his back during Wednesday night's game, uh, really hoping Harrison can return to the lineup soon. Uh, it sounded like from the things that I read that it wasn't too serious uh, just kind of giving him a day off. Hopefully we'll see uh, Harrison in the lineup against the Rays. Uh, Garcia, uh, let's talk a little bit about Garcia. Um, Garcia got paid by the Sox in the offseason, uh, three years, $16.5 million, to be essentially a utility guy. I know Tony La Russa has gone on record saying that he uh, does not like that term, uh, he believes that Garcia just is a really good player and it sh shouldn't put a utility label on Garcia. Uh, but uh, that's what he is. In my, in my personal uh, opinion, that's what he is. He's maybe a super utility guy. Hey, he could play a lot of positions and winning teams, championship teams need players like uh, Garcia, but he often gets overexposed uh, when he is in the starting role, and he and he plays just too many games. Um, he really gets overexposed. And, and when he goes 0 for 4 like he did in Thursday's game, he gets put under the microscope by me, by you, uh, Sox fans everywhere. Um, you know, again, I feel like he's a guy that, you know, he'll come back on Friday's game if he gets an opportunity. He might go 3 for 4. Um, he, he gets, he gets that scrutinized when he has these moments. Uh, he's the longest tenured white sock. And again, I, I, you need guys like that on the, on the ball club to hold things together. Uh, but when, when we have these injuries and he's playing and maybe it's second base, I don't know, maybe he'd do better at another position, but today he just looked very out of sorts at second base. Uh, he couldn't handle anything. And going 0 for 4 at the plate obviously does not help. Uh, it wasn't just Garcia, folks, um, that looked lost out there offensively. Abreu, Robert, and Vaughn were all hitless. Uh, Tim Anderson went 2 for 4, and we're going to talk about him later in this episode. Uh, it, it's tough to sweep a team. Um, it, it really is. Uh, you know, Thursday's lineup did not feature Jimenez or Grandal. Jimenez fouled a ball off his foot during Wednesday's game. And although he was apparently available to pinch hit, this was according to La Russa, uh, Vaughn played left field uh, instead. Uh, from what I've heard, it sounds like the Sox are also managing Grandal's workload behind the plate pretty closely. Grandal will be catching Dylan Cease on Friday's game, so they gave Grandal a day off on Thursday 
Uh, in, in a lot of ways, it just had the, uh, all the feels of a day game series finale that saw the Sox winning the first two of the series. Um, you, you've felt that before, right, as a Sox fan. It's like, all right, we, we've won the series. Uh, even though it wasn't really a getaway game, we weren't traveling anywhere. Uh, there aren't a lot of days off. I think the next day off for the Sox might be April 25th. So getting guys rest when they need it. We took the first two games. So um, you saw a bit of a different lineup. And with those injuries um, to Jimenez and Harrison, it looked the way it it did. Uh, But the good news, the Sox have won back-to-back series to start uh, off the year. Want to talk about this Tim Anderson YouTube doc for a little bit. Uh, More on that uh, in a moment. This is the time of year when most people have given up on their New Year's resolutions, but not me. I'm sticking to my resolution of eating right thanks to Built Bar. Have you tried the puffs? If you haven't, you're missing out on one of Built Bar's best tasting bars. Puffs are the first ever protein-infused marshmallow. They're fluffy, they're marshmallowy, they're not just a protein bar. All Built Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate, yes, puffs included, 100% real chocolate, low calorie, high protein, replace your candy bars with these. A typical candy bar can be anywhere from two to 300 calories. Go to built.com. You'll be blown away. High protein, low cal, high fiber, low carb. Most built bars contain 130 calories, four grams of sugar, four net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. Compare that to a candy bar, which usually has around 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and a dozen of net carbs. At Built Bar, they're all about the taste. They make it taste delicious first, then figure out how to make it healthy. Go to Built.com, use promo code LOCKED15, and get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCKED15, that's L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, for 15% off at built.com. Thank you for making Locked On White Sox your first listen. For your next listen, check out the Locked On Now podcast. Recaps of MLB games with analysis from our local experts, taking fans through the season like no other network, free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, So have you watched any of this uh, Tim Anderson documentary that has been available on YouTube? Uh, I think just recently they dropped the fourth episode. Um, I got into some of these recently. Um, I, you know, they're easily, they're easy to consume. Each episode is somewhere around eight minutes, give or take uh, short episodes. Um, It it really gives you a, a kind of a peek behind the curtains of who Tim Anderson is and how he came to be what he is, not only for the White Sox, but also for the sport of baseball. Um, really intrigued with, I believe it was the third episode. They kind of all blend in, especially if you just binge them like I was, since I, I wasn't watching as currently as I should have been. But uh, I believe it was episode three. Uh, they focus on the bat flip. Uh, you, the, you know this bat flip. Uh, it was immortalized as a bobblehead last year by the White Sox. Tim Anderson hit a home run off Brad Keller of the Royals uh, in 2019, and and the world, uh, you know, has never been the same. Um, later in the game, Tim Anderson uh, was hit 
by Keller. Bench is cleared. Keller was thrown out and Tim Anderson uh, was ejected. Um, you can, I guess, uh, Jason Benetti is interviewed in this uh, episode and he talks about like the day that Tim Anderson really came on the scene and announced his presence. Um, and I guess you can, you could say that. Uh, interesting to relive that moment uh, while watching the documentary. I, I remember that game. I remember watching that game. Um, and just, you know, there was a, a lot of joy and excitement from Tim Anderson <laughs> when he hit that home run and it was really directed at the White Sox uh, dugout. And, and I'll speak of that in just a moment, but, but this coming Sunday, uh, April 17th will be the three year anniversary of that big bat flip. And, you know, I, I really hope uh, Anderson hits a home run on Sunday and just launches his bat into the sky uh, just to celebrate the anniversary. You know he's got to remember that, or somebody is going to tell him, hey, you know, it, it was three years ago where you launched that bat and everything changed for you. Uh, Bo Jackson uh, was interviewed uh, in this episode in, in the Tim Anderson documentary, and he talked about how, as I was just saying, Anderson did not flip the bat out of disrespect to Keller, but more out of excitement and joy, a way to get his team uh, going and fired up. And if you rewatch, you know, the clips are all over the place, but if you rewatch it, you know, Tim turns to the dugout, you know, kind of shoots his bat, flips his bat towards the Sox uh, dugout and is John at the White Sox. I mean, he's not saying anything to Keller or to the Royals. Um, I, I don't believe in my personal opinion, I really don't think uh, Anderson did, did anything wrong. Um, I, I don't, I mean, this is, this gets argued about so many different times and, and maybe you are on one side of the argument. You came around to the other side. Uh, you have these conversations with friends and family. Uh, you know, it, anytime you get together for a game, whether you're watching it on TV or you're, you know, you're at the game in person, these moments, these conversations come up and we're still talking about it. And there's so many unwritten rules in baseball that'll pop up during a game, during a season. Um, there are these obvious t-shirts. I'm sure you've seen these, uh, they've got them for sale, uh, at the uh, Chicago Sports Depot, uh, the White Sox shop by the stadium. You, you can get them online, I'm sure. Uh, the obvious T-shirts, it says baseball needs more Tim Andersons. I got to get myself one of those shirts, long time coming. Uh, it's true. Uh, Anderson should not just be the face of the White Sox, but the face of, of Major League Baseball. Uh, the documentary is very well done. If you haven't watched it, uh, catch up on it again. The episodes are really short. And it's got me thinking, uh, you know, more about T.A.'s time on the South Side and what the future looks like. Um, and I, I don't want my mind to wander, you know, down the road here. I want to appreciate this season uh, and, and what 2020 can be for the White Sox. But you can't help wonder what the Sox are going to do with Tim Anderson. Are they going to resign him in a, in a few years after all the team options run out? You know, is T.A. the guy they are going to invest in and make the face of the franchise. Can Tim Anderson spend his whole career with the White Sox? Can he have number seven retired? If the Sox are not going to pay for pitching, you know, and I just, I'm just speculating. Uh, if the Sox are not going to re-sign uh, Giolito or give him an extension, well, then you better pay uh, Tim Anderson.
Um, he is he is just such an exciting player. I've gotten to appreciate him even more now uh, watching this documentary. Uh, Anderson off to a great start here. It's early, but off to a great start in 2022. Six for 13, slugging 923 with a home run of four RBIs. He's only going to get better. Uh, his work ethic is on display in this documentary. And, and if there was any doubt about if T.A. should be the face of the White Sox and MLB. I mean, it is erased uh, with this documentary. Um, he has really been through so much. Just fascinating uh, that, you know, Anderson's first Major League Baseball game was when he was called up, and, and it was his first game with the White Sox. Uh, first love of basketball, came to baseball very late. Uh, the documentary covers all of that. Uh, it's really it's really well done. Um Want to get you ready for the upcoming series with Tampa Bay. Going to talk about that uh, in just a moment. Hey, betonline.net is your number one source for all your betting stats and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's basketball playoffs and the start of the Major League Baseball season. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information, from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. Bet online where the game starts. Uh, and we've been covering uh, on Lockdown Sacks some of the opportunities that you will have on betonline.net when you go there. A lot of sack centric opportunities to win some money. Let's go over the Tim Anderson one since we've been talking about TA. Uh, total home runs in the 2022 regular season over under has been set at 20.5. I'm going to go over. I'd put money on that. Um, total RBIs in the 2022 regular season. That is set at 69.5. I'd go over for that as well. Earn yourself some money. Bet on TA, betonline.net. The Tampa Bay Rays come to town for a three-game series. Uh, Friday is an evening game. Then Saturday and Sunday are day games. Friday's game is on Apple TV. It will not be on NBC Sports Chicago. And Jason and Steve do not uh, have the call. So interesting that that new experiment now, that new partnership uh, with Apple and uh, MLB gets started this uh, this Friday, April 15th. The Sox were 3-3 three and three versus the Rays last season. Uh, Dylan Cease gets the ball in Friday's game against the Tampa Bay Rays. He is squaring off against Drew Rasmussen. Dylan was outstanding in his first outing against the Tigers. Uh, hopefully he can keep that pitch count low, attack hitters, and get that first ball fastball. Uh, he was sharp in that outing. Excited to see what Dylan can do uh, on Friday. For the Rays... Uh, Rasmussen went four innings in his first outing this year, uh, gave up two runs and on th three hits. Um, it's Jackie Robinson Day on Friday, celebrating the 75th anniversary of Robinson's debut with the Brooklyn Dodgers and the 25th anniversary of Robinson's number 42 being retired across MLB. Uh, players throughout MLB will be, of course, wearing number 42 in honor of Jackie Robinson, a practice that began in 2009. On Saturday, temps are going to be pretty chilly for this one. Michael Kopech squaring off against Corey Kluber. 
Uh, I'm going to be in attendance for this game. Uh, you know, it's the first bobblehead giveaway of the season. Uh, Liam Hendricks and the City Connect Southside jersey. First 20,000 uh, will get that bobblehead. Gates should open around 1140. Uh, I am I'm a collector. I, I, I love the stadium giveaways. I love the garage sales. I love Sox Fest. I love all of that stuff. I uh, got a special place in my heart for the bobbleheads. Um, I, you know, sure, I'll grab a few off eBay. I'll trade with folks, but um, I, I will go to the game. I, I don't mind standing in line for it. It gives me a bit of an experience, a bit of a story. And uh, if you, you know, I got some of the bobbleheads displayed. You take a look at them. You're like, oh, yeah, I remember that game. I remember standing in that line. I remember talking to those fans about whatever. Um, the first bobblehead I can remember standing in line for was, the Carlton Fisk in like the 83, that was early 2000s. It might have been 2002 or 2003. I remember standing in that line going with my brothers and uh, my good buddy, Pat Hester, uh, to get that one. So I, I will be in line on Saturday getting this Liam Hendricks and uh, looking forward to seeing what Michael Kopech can do in his uh, second outing. Uh, Vince Velasquez will get the ball for the series finale. Uh, hoping he can nail down a series win or better yet, uh, a sweep of the Rays. Um, Thursday's game was not was not good, um, but I, I just you as a fan, you've got to feel like something's a little different. We're we're gonna weather some of these these injuries. Hopefully, the Jimenez situation, the ha the Harrison are not big. And in a previous episode, we talked about. Giolito feeling better. Lynn might be, you know, ahead of schedule. Uh, start getting some of these pieces together at the end of April in May and get that offense cooking. Uh, because what we saw, you know, so far when the when the offense is going, man, the ball's flying out. Ball go far, team go far, but you also have to have the pitching. So if these guys that were asking to step up, like a guy like Vince Velasquez, step up, do your job and then hand it over to this bullpen that has been very serviceable, uh, if not almost unhittable. Uh, should be a very fun weekend uh, at the ballpark. I want to thank you so much for listening. You can find the podcast everywhere you find podcasts. You can find us on Twitter uh, and Instagram, at LockedOnSocks. Uh, you can find me on Twitter, at Nick underscore GG. TB. Thanks for making Lockdown White Sox your first listen every day. Now make your second listen Lockdown MLB. Paul Francis Sullivan, uh, just call him Sully, brings you his unique perspective on the major leagues past and present. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, coming up on the next episode, next time we talk, I'll recap the Tampa Bay series and get you ready for the Sox heading to Cleveland. Really appreciate you making Lockdown White Sox your first listen each and every day. I'm Nick Morowski, and until next time, go Sox!